the Proverbs of Solomon from LetGodBeTrue.com Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 8 He that by usury and unjust gain increaseth his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. Hear the words of God in Solomon again. He that by usury and unjust gain increaseth his substance, he shall gather it for him that will pity the poor. Usury is interest, which is the time value of money. Wicked men can overcharge interest and use other means to defraud and take financial advantage of the poor. God will take the assets of such cruel men and give those assets to those that help the poor. Interest serves an honest purpose as the time value of money. It is the price of having money or assets today and repaying in the future. It is the reward for loaning your money and receiving it back some time later. There is nothing intrinsically wrong or immoral about interest. It is the cost of capital. It is the price of money. In a stable economy without a central bank, unlike America and most nations today, interest rates are consistently very low over long periods of time. There are no inflationary pressures to charge high interest to protect against declining purchasing power. The fear and risk of financial fraud by a central bank are not present. Interest is generally low, and men can loan and borrow without great concern for time value or the protection of their capital. Consider Israel. There was no central bank or paper money in Israel. Their money supply was not manipulated to cause the boom and bust of economic cycles and transfer wealth from creditors to debtors, as in America and most nations. They had no Federal Reserve System or any other central bank. They had gold and silver and gold and silver coins. It is very difficult to manipulate such money since mining is a very expensive and capital-intensive proposition. Israel had no paper money. They were 3,000 years ahead of America's Constitution's Article 1 and Section 10 protection of America's financial integrity. Israel's money was weighed, which is why there are so many proverbs about honest balances. Give God the glory. Money changers in Israel converted foreign coins to Hebrew coins. Jesus found Caesar's inscription on a coin, and Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. There was no paper money other than written receipts for real money, just like Federal Reserve notes used to be 60 years ago. Every tribe and family had significant debt-free capital in Israel. The Lord God had given them their capital by taking it from the seven nations of Canaan. God had also assigned them their property by inheritance, which they could not transfer from tribe to tribe. Fully capitalized, in settled estates, with cities built, wells dug, and vineyards planted, there was little borrowing. Any such need would have been an emergency, a single growing season exigency, or a case of poverty due to sickness, death, or some other act of God. The Lord had financial laws for his people and the poor that lived among them. He condemned charging the poor interest, for this could further the poor man's poverty, and it showed a spirit of greed or cruelty by the lender. He also condemned charging interest to an Israelite, for the nation was to help each other, not get rich off one another.
Israel could charge usury or interest to a stranger, which indicates that interest itself is not an immoral or oppressive thing. For the Old Testament does teach that Israel was not to oppress strangers. Furthermore, there is a presupposition that wise men recognize in the law of Moses that applies strictly to the poor. The poor were to be supplied and protected liberally, without regard for financial protection. As Solomon the preacher taught elsewhere, liberal giving is most rewarding to the giver. God asks those who lend to the poor not to regard the repayment as being of much importance. They are to help the poor. This proverb's wisdom condemns charging interest to the poor. This interpretation and application is by comparing Moses' law and reading the second clause of the proverb. The lesson is about the poor. It also condemns any other means of taking financial advantage of them, such as overcharging when you sell to them, underpaying and buying from them, delaying payments, keeping items put up as collateral, or paying wages on a delayed basis. When dealing with a poor person, are you conscientious to pay market price voluntarily? Are you generous and careful about not coming close to underpaying? Do you clearly reveal everything you know about any item you sell them? Do you avoid any and all aspects of intimidation or extortion to influence their decision? These are questions that honest men with godly integrity can answer easily, and they get ahead financially doing so. If your business plan involves the poor, be careful and wise. If you try to take advantage of them, you are wicked and stupid. Because a financial transaction is legal does not make it right. Because a financial transaction is at what you consider market price does not make it right either. There is a God in heaven that measures and weighs all transactions himself. Beware. Can a Christian work in a bank? where interest is charged to poor people on loans? Yes. Or most every profession in this ungodly world could be condemned. Can a Christian work in a grocery store where wine is sold to drunkards? Can a Christian be a roofer that repairs a school building where evolution is taught? Can a Christian be a hotelier where the strange woman does her work? Banking as a profession is as legitimate as any. Sanctified common sense is what Proverbs should give you. If a poor neighbor comes asking for a loan until he gets paid in two weeks, a good man would loan him the money without interest. He would do the same if the neighbor needed to repair his only means of transportation. However, if a poor neighbor wanted to finance his child's toys or start a hobby business through you, interest might be appropriate because it would then be a business transaction. The rich never need interest-free loans from you, especially for business, or you are as guilty as robbing the poor, according to Proverbs 22:16. God takes care of the poor, and he will severely judge those who try to take advantage of them. When you see oppression in a province, especially against the poor, there is higher than they. God is a father of the fatherless, and he is a judge of the widow. He hears the poor's cry when... You have hurt them financially. Beware. The Lord considers your treatment of the poor as your treatment of Him. If you pity the poor and lend to them, He will surely repay you. 
If you neglect the poor, he will neglect you in your time of need. Good men take care of the poor. Wicked men abuse them. A man who is generous to the poor will be blessed and happy. As the proverb warns, the man who takes advantage of the poor may get ahead financially for a moment. But the Lord will take his gain away and give it to the man who has tender regard for the poor. Jesus said, regarding the man who did not wisely use his one talent, Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. In God's kingdom, the rich get richer when they fear the Lord and obey him. And in this proverb, their obedience to God is by taking care of the poor. You have just been given another rule for financial success. Be on the lookout for the poor and be generous to them. Never think about protecting your assets when you're dealing with the poor. Give, and it shall be given to you. Luke 6.38 is a wonderful promise. Give generously, and God will open the windows of heaven for you. Give fearlessly, and he will providentially take care of you. Scatter your money, and it will bring financial increase. Do you tip generously in restaurants? where the poor find jobs as waitresses, busboys, and dishwashers? Do you tip generously in hotel rooms, where the poor find jobs as maids? Do you consider the poor at all times, in all transactions and encounters? God takes care of each one of the persons in these distressed jobs. He is a benevolent father to the poor, and you prove you are his son when you do the same. This proverb is for God's glory, the protection of the poor, and your pleasure and profit. It is win, win, win. Learn it and do it. The love of money is the root of all evil, and loving it will cause you to take advantage of the poor. The man who fears the Lord instead is ready to distribute his assets and help the poor. And this is the evidence of eternal life, which God will never forget, but will rather proclaim to the universe in the great day of judgment. The great and glorious God of heaven, who owns the cattle on a thousand hills and whose riches can never be exhausted, has chosen some of the poor in this world as the object of his love and largesse in saving them. Carefully copy him and show the same generous spirit toward the poor. God bless you. Amen.